Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to just keep talking about the NFL offseason here. But we've got the, like, the second wave of free agency going on right now, which isn't quite as exciting as the first, I would say. But hey. Some of these players could end up being fantasy relevant. There is a few in here that I think definitely will be. So we'll go through all of that here just in a second. But Jeff, did you know this is episode 200 now? Oh, man. Wait a bit. 200 episodes. So thanks to everyone for listening. Make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram. You can find us at Fantasy Football Profit. All right. So let's get right into it, Jeff. First thing on my list I have is Jordy Nelson went to the Raiders. And because of that, they released Michael Crabtree and Crabtree went to the Ravens. So do you actually think Jordy Nelson's an upgrade over Michael Crabtree? I tell you the truth. I don't really know. I think if it's Jordy Nelson, you know, healthy with a good, I mean, he could be, I guess that's the thing. I think it's a, um, I think Crabtree is a more secure guy to have. I think he already knows the system. He's a, he's a good, you know, kind of situational possession type wide receiver, especially lined up against Amar, you know, on the other side of Amar Cooper. So I, I, this kind of, I'm not exactly sure how to feel about this one. I honestly kind of like Crabtree a little more at this point, but Nelson does have a kind of a, a bigger playmaking ability when he's healthy. I, I just, I just don't understand this. I guess I don't understand either Nelson being on kind of the wrong side of the, wrong side of 30 and having, you know, uh, injury issues in the past. The fact that you would kind of let someone like Crabtree walk when I feel like you need one more guy in there. Like, cause even Amari Cooper, he did not perform last year. If you have say an injury to Nelson or he's just not the same player and Amari Cooper doesn't bounce back, like I think he will, but if he doesn't bounce back, Crabtree was that guy that was in there that just snatching balls and really just kind of booing that offense. So I, I I find this one to be a little perplexing for me. I don't think that's the way I would have gone, but Nelson's a great player when healthy. I don't know. What do you think? You know, okay, the main argument for why Jordy Nelson was so bad last year was the fact that he didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's still not going to have Aaron Rodgers. So is, I mean, is Derek Carr going to target him all the time? So, I don't think this is an upgrade at all. I don't mean, I'm not saying it's a downgrade. Jordy Nelson, yes, he's been a great player, but that he's been a great player only with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't know. Crabtree has been solid. Crabtree's been the Raiders' best receiver in reality. He's been better than Amari Cooper, even though I'm not saying he's as, I think Amari Cooper's more talented, but he's been the better receiver. So now he goes to the Ravens, though. Are you even interested in that part of it? Is the number one with the Ravens? I mean, I'm not going to overpay for him by any means, but they got to throw it to someone. And Crabtree, like I said, he's kind of a safe option. I don't think he's going to light the league on fire going to the Ravens by any means. But I I think he's definitely going to be, you know, playable. I I think he could find a a nice spot because I think he will be kind of forgotten about. So I I think I might like him as far as value. Yeah, I can see that. Not terribly excited about it. I mean, we're just not a... We're not a big Ravens, uh, you know, fans around here, I would say. Which, actually, thinking about it, screw the Ravens, man. I, I don't like them. 
Because <laughs> you see what they did to Ryan Grant? <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Come on. Michael Crabtree gets released and all of a sudden you find something wrong with Ryan Grant's ankle? I'm sure. Come on. Yeah, I was laughing. We, all, we all know you overpaid for him. Yeah. They heard the feedback. That no one liked it. L- and luckily, they found it Ryan out. Grant found a home really quickly. It just, oh, whatever. Ravens just, I didn't like him to begin with. So, But Crabtree still could be a good option. No Jeremy Macklin there. They have to throw to somebody, so why not Crabtree? Yeah, they, they're they hurting decent. very, very badly at the wide receiver position. Yeah, and then once again on Nelson, I'm not going to be reaching for Nelson. He's going to go much higher than I will, you know, I'm going to want in a draft. I think, you know, same for you. It's just we're probably not going to have Jordy Nelson on our team. Yeah, I'm, I'm really wondering how high he will go because I can only imagine he's going to still be in the – I feel like he's going to be draft, drafted in the top 15 of wide receivers. I, I mean, I, I I don't really have a, a barometer of where he's going to go at the moment. Um, but I can just see this being a, a place where he's going to absolutely get amped up. And now that Gruden's there and this is the offense, they're going to throw more and do like, – I can see this getting completely out of control. And people looking at Jordy Nelson and they're like, oh my gosh, he's going to be featured so much more. His numbers will never bounce back to where they were in Green Bay. Like, l- let's just make that completely clear. He's not going to match those numbers. So it's kind of like, where is it okay to take him? And then on top of that, how risky is he to take really because of his age and because he's learning a new, he's on a new team and who knows how your body can hold up. And, and <laughs> the fact that he played very poorly last year. Um, when he didn't have a top QB with him. Uh, I don't know. I, I can see him being very, very, very overdrafted um, in, in the majority of leagues. I, I don't know why. He's just a he's a very easy guy to kind of fall in love with. I'm starting. I'm wondering, is, is he going to be drafted ahead of Cooper in a lot of leagues? I don't think he should be. I'm, I wouldn't mind if he is because I'll, I'll take Amari Cooper. I, um, I do still have some faith that Amari Cooper can become a top receiver in the NFL. He's still young, still not been. I, 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 I do. I do. I do too. But I mean, it's actually, it's an interesting point because is Jordy Nelson technically the number one on that Raiders offense? And then if people look at the numbers too, like you said, they can easily say Amari Cooper, you know, sucked last year. He's in the same exact position, just different coach. And Nelson was only bad because of, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, if you like Derek Carr, which there's a lot to like about Derek Carr, obviously. I, I, I just, every time I think about it, I, I just see more and more reasons why people are going to talk themselves into this. Yeah, I, I can see it. I'm going to probably get Cooper on some of my teams if he falls enough, which maybe he won't. It's going to, I think that Mari Cooper hype train is going to come back next year. I really, or, you know, it's going to happen. I'm not going to be the only one that wants the, you know, likes the potential. So. He'll jump up the list and probably be drafted too high for what he's done. Let's and who knows? Maybe John Gruden can't even coach anymore after being out for ten years. Could just be a disaster. <laughs> Nelson and Cooper, and you got Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin running the ball. It's eh, gonna be I, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge of offensive weapons. All right, how about some other receivers? Just not much news here, except the the Jaguars did release Alan Hearns. 
which we were starting to wonder if that would happen as they got, you know, a million other guys. One of them was Dante Moncrief last week, which found out his deal is worth nine million guaranteed. <laughs> one year deal worth nine million. Dude, get it. I, I did not think it was going to be that high. Um, but good for him, man. <laughs> I'm silently yeah, rooting so for Moncrief. Makes me think that they're going to feature him a little bit. It'll be, I mean, they have four receivers though. It's now Mark Easley who just signed a big deal. They got Moncrief who signed a good one year deal and they got, you know, DD Westbrook and Keelan Cole yet back there. And they just went and signed Austin's Ferry and Jenkins. Yeah. I mean, they got, I mean, it's good depth. Uh, I kind of like it. Um, you know, I, I would have much rathered them lock down uh, Allen Robinson and let maybe Marquise Lee, you know, do his own thing or something. But um, I, I like the depth there. And I, really with the one-year deal, I know they kind of overpay him. But I think it's because they have that freedom to just be, you know, free and clear and to have that cash next year. They probably didn't have anywhere to spend it. So I, I kind of like the move. You know, you find out if Moncrief really is something, if these younger wide receivers are, are what they believe they can be, and then you just kind of pick and choose and go from there. He could be one of those like post-hype sleeper type players that maybe people kind of disregard because he really disappointed last year. He could be an interesting pickup. So be an interesting one to watch. But now Hearns, he's allegedly drawing interest from 10 teams at this point. One of them is going to be the Cowboys. He's going to visit tomorrow. Some other teams, people are saying Bears, Bills, Panthers, Saints, Raiders, Texans, Jets. I don't think it really matters who he goes to. And I'm not going to be terribly interested in Alan Hearns. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. He'll have to prove it during the season for me to even consider him whatsoever. So, All right, how about LeGarrette Blunt has gone to the Lions. They didn't get – it's not Frank Gore like we thought might happen LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, man. This is – anybody listening to the show, they know that I'm not a LeGarrette Blunt fan, and now he's going to my favorite team. I, mean, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> I don't either. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better is because of, obviously, Matt Patricia came over from New England. Obviously, he knows LeGarrette Blunt and what he can do really well, and obviously he's probably going to be shaking some stuff up. So I'm – I'm hoping at the very least that finally the Lions have a short down back and uh, Patricia already has an idea of what direction he wants to go. And maybe that will mean that uh, these other players on the team, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate and Stafford, um, you know, hopefully that means that the offense is going to, it won't get off to a slow start. So those guys will still be viable as far as fantasy goes. Do you think uh, Blunt's going to be a little overrated? Now, I, I just have that feeling. I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I, I'm not excited about him. Um, no, I mean, maybe he could steal some touchdowns. He, I think he could be usable as far as football goes. I don't think he's going to be anything special uh, for, you know, for fantasy. Um, but in that case, who really gets excited about the Lions' backfield? I mean, really, I, besides for people from Michigan, I guess. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I – they haven't really produced in forever, so why would you think that a 31-year-old back, you know, is going to all of a sudden be rejuvenated on a team that really doesn't run the ball well? I- I'm not so sure about that one. Yeah, me either. And then, speaking of the Lions, you know, they we had talked about last week, they let Ebron go, and now Ebron's signed with the Colts, which 
is it? If Jack Doyle wasn't there, this would be an interesting fantasy option. But now you got Jack Doyle and you got Eric Ebron. I think it really just hurts both of them as big fantasy options. Kind of just makes it more muddled here. I don't know what to do with it for, you know, for rankings wise and where to pick up these guys next year. Kind of makes it the tight end position even harder again. There's one, maybe one less position player you can kind of count on. So do you think there's any fantasy value to be had between Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle in Indianapolis next year? Yeah, I mean, I I do. I, I think it's very murky waters at the moment. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, um, you know, with Andrew Luck, which obviously that'll be a big linchpin whether or not Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle take a huge step forward. Um, I mean, I'm not going to trust and go out and get Eric Ebron. I mean, we've seen him underperform year after year. Um, and Jack Doyle is, you know, he's he's just a solid kind of tight end. I, I guess it's nothing special, but I, I wouldn't put it past them to one of them being a very, very good option if, if luck is healthy, um, which who knows when that is going to be, to be honest. Hopefully he'll be healthy, but I guess we just don't know. But I mean, would you lean one way or the other between these two? Because Jack Doyle already knows the offense. He's kind of trusted. Ebron has had his trouble with drops in the past, but he's definitely the more athletic version. Um, which one do you like better? I'd probably still lean Doyle just because he seems safer. And I just, I can't trust Eric Ebron. Not, I can't trust that guy. Never been able to. So I would probably, I'm going to stay away. That's, I'll, I'll wait and see what happens, how it looks in the season. So, don't don't like either option. I'm just gonna hopefully get. I don't know. I don't even know what tight end position this year. It's gonna be. I have maybe I think Trey Burton might be my sleeper. That's who I have to go for. Spend nothing, hopefully. Or how about this guy, Tyler Eifert? We talked about him last week. Nothing was going on, and he returns to the Bengals. He's back there in Cincinnati. Probably a decent option for him. And if he's healthy, I, I'm i still going to be on that bandwagon. I think the guy can be good, but he just can't stay healthy. And it shows that I don't think the rest of the NFL thinks he can either because there was really no market for him at all. So I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, no, there's, we don't know. It's all about health with him. He's a good player. So Yeah, and he's, yeah, and he's on a one-year contract. So, you know, he'll be playing for his future in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, I, my big thing with him is because if you're drafting him, you just have to assume he's not going to play a full season. So I, I wouldn't be able to pay a whole lot for him. I wouldn't have to spend a high draft pick on him. Um, this is someone I would have to be able to get late. So I'm not so sure if he'll drop there, but I would definitely take a flyer on him as well. It's more just because how thin tight end is. You know, if you're not going big on one, you're going to have this mumbled mess of guys. So why not take a, a shot at a guy that has such a high ceiling when it comes to touchdowns? And then how about Jeremy Hill went to the Patriots? <laughs> Dude, uh, the only place a guy like that could go to rejuvenate his career a bit. I mean, talk about Blount and all of those people. Um, this one's truly interesting. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, fantasy relevant, but I'm very interested to see how they use him. Um, does this mean like 
ridiculously is completely off the radar. Like he won't get another shot. I, I'm not so sure what this means for the bigger backs in that in that uh, backfield. Yeah, I don't either. I I just I mean, there's always the possibility he fills that Legarrette Blunt role from two years ago, just a touchdown machine. It's the guy's still young, and he's I think he's. I mean, he's not a great player, but there's there has to be some talent there to be as good as he was his rookie year. There's something there. Maybe the Patriots can figure it out. It, but the Patriots, we just don't know what to think. All this does, though, is just muddle it more. Burkhead, Deion Lewis, or not Deion Lewis, Burkhead, you know, James White's there. He got Gillisley yet, and Jeremy Hill. Just They can never be satisfied with only two or three running backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it? They... It seemed like they really liked Brandon Bolden, and now he's oh, their yeah. fifth he, running back. He's there too, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, it's crazy. And Gillisley got all the hype last year, and he pretty much was benched from, what, week five on, we'll say. Um, I, I would have to look to actually find that out. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it was crazy. So uh, you never know what they're going to use in this, you know, offense. I, I think, if anything, it, it scares me a little bit for Burkhead. Like I really liked Rex Burkhead going into this. I think he does everything they want. But if they see something in Jeremy Hill and that, you know, even if it is just to be the goal line back, I think that could severely hinder Burkhead's output because um, you got to get in the end zone at some point. And if they're just going to line him up and, you know, to your point, like Garrett Blount was out there and what he get 18 touchdowns that year, like ridiculous. He soaked up everything. So it it might just turn into one of those Patriot offenses where, they use five guys and none of them are truly viable. Like you, you would have to stream them and just, you know, according to injuries during the week to try to figure out what they're going to do, which is damn near impossible because, you know, other NFL teams don't know what they're going to do, let alone fantasy players. Let's see here. What else do we got? Oh, Cordero Patterson was traded to the Patriots. Any interest in Cordero Patterson? <laughs> Dude. Oh my gosh. It's like all these guys that were hyped three, four years ago. The Patriots remember, and they're like, you know what? That's what we're going to revive like to this me. guy's career. So, no, I don't expect much from him. He might just be a kick returner. That's pretty much what I expect there. And then DeMarco Murray's visiting the Dolphins now. Not much going on with him. Doesn't seem like teams are terribly excited about a aging, declining running back with way too many carries under his belt. So. I think no matter where he ends up, it's not going to be any kind of fantasy situation. So I think we can just kind of forget about DeMarco Murray at this point. If anything, all he can do is hurt another player. Especially yeah, if he went to Miami, he could just basically hurt Kenyon Drake. That's about it. Yeah, it's that's a kind of a, a little bit of a bizarre one. I thought he would draw a little more attention. Maybe he's asking for too much money or a multi-year deal right now. Um, I mean, I'm I was kind of off of his bandwagon too. I just, you know... At some point, you got to kind of cut bait, but um, and, and you know his numbers weren't great last year. But at the same time, I, I can't imagine a, a backfield that wouldn't be stronger with him. Um, at least you know half of the teams out there. So I, I'm really surprised at this one. Why why it's taking him so long to find a place? Um, I, you would have to ask his agent and teams, I'm sure. But I don't know. Do you, I mean, what if he went to a place where he actually was going to be the starter? I, I don't think I'm going to be terribly interested. I, I no. really don't. I mean, I guess that team would probably be bad anyway. So, you know. Yeah, I'm just, I don't think there's much there. At least I'm not going to be, I mean, he's going to be cheap though. He's a, he's a flyer end of the bench guy. 
So I guess you're not going to have to give up much to put him on your team. Yeah, he's he's going to be intriguing. I'm I'm just interested to see where he falls in. And once again, I, I think you kind of hit it on the head. It, it might actually probably be more of a reason not to draft a different running back than why to draft him. But either way, it's going to be kind of an important piece to figure out what offense he goes to. Then Terrell Pryor is out visiting the Seahawks, visiting the Jets. No real news on where he will go. I'd be more excited about fantasy purposes than going to the Seahawks. But maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I guess the Jets could work too. Or they just throw the ball around, possibly. If it's Josh McCown at quarterback. Not if it's Teddy Bridgewater. But I guess we'll wait and see on Terrell Pryor. Not, again, another guy we don't really know what to expect next year. But this next guy I'm actually a little more interested in is Cam Meredith. And... Everyone pretty much assumes he's going back to the Bears, but he's a restricted free agent. And they only, I guess, tendered him, whatever it's called. It's called an original round tender, which means he was an undrafted free agent. So if he is signs with another team, the Bears don't get any compensation, which is just a weird thing. So now he's visiting the Colts. And that could be interesting, I think. I think Cam Aaron is a good player. I don't know why the Bears don't want to bring him back necessarily. So, interested in that, what would you rather see him with? The Colts and Andrew Luck, or would you rather have him back with the Bears lining up with Allen Robinson? Oh, man. Um, I, I mean, if, if Luck is healthy, I would definitely, you know, take Luck. Um, and I, I think you're right. I, I really, really like Cam Meredith. I think he's could be a very, very good wide receiver. Um, I mean, he showed what he could do with a bad Bears team two years ago before he got hurt. So my guess is he's going to be back with the Bears. I'm guessing that even if the Colts offered him something, the Bears do have the opportunity to match it. So I'm guessing they will. I'm I'm just assuming they were trying to, you know, <laughs> save as much money as they possibly could on him, which I don't think is a great idea. But, you know, I mean, you can do what you got to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he could be – I think he's going to be a viable fantasy option no matter where he's at. Um, but I, I do think I would like him a little better if he's with the Colts as long as Andrew Luck is healthy, which, once again, they say he's going to be, but they don't have any timeline on it. So, you know, is that going to have a slow start, you know, of the season? That's the kind of stuff I worry about there. But, um, I mean, him on the other side uh, of T.Y. Hilton, I think could be really, really cool. Then Jordan Matthews visiting the Cardinals, and I don't really care. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I don't. Doesn't interest me. No, unfortunately, he started off so hot in Philly, and then I just completely kind of just he's just left, you know, my eyesight. I, I just I have no reason to really reach that far to think that he's going to do anything special. Then how about Cody Latimer going to the Giants? Haven't heard that name in a few years. Saddest part is I'm somewhat intrigued by this. I I actually came. That's why I added this one to this. He's only 25 years old. The Giants are going to have what? Odell, Sterling Shepard. I mean, Brandon Marshall's not going to be back. So, I mean, it's interesting. Um, it's Maybe the guy can st- do something. We all thought he could play a few years ago, and he never really got the shot. And then it's hard to judge him off of how bad the Denver passing offense has been. You know, the last few years. He, I don't think he's had a real shot at it. No, and... I mean, really, he was he was you know going for that wide receiver three position, 
And, you know, Benny Fowler kind of took it away from him. And so, I mean, he was never going to be um, a primetime guy in Denver, you know, with Emmanuel Sanders and, and Marshall there. So I, I think going to this team where it's pretty much wide open for him to, you know, find a, find a home, if you will. Cause, you know, I, I truly don't know what's going to happen to Brandon Marshall. I mean, technically he's still on the team as far as I know, but I, and Odell Beckham will get, you know, his, he'll get his payday, but you never know with injuries. And then Sterling Shepard looks good too. So the three spots are technically taken up, but I, I have a feeling that there's a lot more here because the offense was so bad last year that they'll be, they'll be looking. And I just feel like between Odell and Brandon Marshall, an injury between one of them just seems like it's definitely going to happen at some point in the season. So I think he'll get his shot to actually shine. And then Jaron Brown from the Cardinals signed with the Seahawks. So he'll be there. looks like they're number three behind Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, which again, not terribly exciting. The Seahawks really didn't I mean they had Lockett and Richardson behind Baldwin last year. And it was hard to play either of them in fantasy. But that really means the Cardinals have pretty much nobody left, I feel like, at wide receiver. It's basically Larry Fitzgerald and then not much else. It's going to be, which this could be an an intriguing guy next year, is going to be Chad Williams, who they're kind of high on. He might be the wide receiver too there, so maybe that's a sleeper-type player to look at next year. I'm just going to say that right now. He's going to be one of my deep sleepers. So Watch out for him. I don't know if he'll be any good, but they have to throw the ball to somebody, don't they? Yeah. I mean, who else? Uh, JJ Nelson is the other guy they have there. Yeah. Yeah. Nelson, too. It's, it sounds like Chad Williams is the favorite there to be that number two. So then I'm just looking through some news. Hey, about Sammy, Sammy Coates is with the Texans now. Oh, man. That's a guy I just, <laughs> I don't know how he's still in the league. They claimed him off waivers from the Browns. That kind of, I forgot he even went to the Browns. I didn't even remember that. That's about it. I don't have anything else. It's kind of a, you know, this, you know, slower time period in free agency where there's not as much going on. Yeah. So. I, it's, it was kind of funny. I, I do have to say it was kind of bizarre. I feel like defensive players are starting to go now. Um, signed with teams, but it was, I was surprised by how quickly all these wide receivers went and how much money they got. And now you finally get to, you know, you know, safeties and linebackers and people that I think might have a little more. Uh, immediate impact in some of these teams than a, a wide receiver three that's getting seven mil. That is, I mean, I'm, I'm actually very, very surprised on that one. And also the Crabtree thing, looking at the numbers on that, I think they pretty much get the same exact money. Like Crabtree's, I think his is like three years for seven mil a piece. And, you know, Nelson is for. For the Oakland, I think it's two years at like seven and a half or seven million per. Um, I was just surprised at how, I don't know, like how similar these contracts were and, and why certain teams went with certain players. Like obviously the Ravens and teams like that are just trying to grab whoever they can. But, um, I mean, Oakland had uh, their pick. So I would love to know why they went that direction. I wonder if it's also how happy certain players are. I wonder if. Tree wasn't happy with the way things were going. You wonder. Maybe, maybe Gruden just maybe they didn't get along. I don't know. Maybe didn't like. I mean, Crabtree's out there fighting players in games last yeah. year. So, or yeah, who knows? Maybe it just doesn't fit the scheme. Yeah, that could be. We'll see. But all right, I think that's gonna do it.
for episode 200. And then what next week we have one final week before we open up what season three here when we start our division by division preview. So we'll probably do a little, we talk a little NFL draft next week unless some big other news goes, comes down, but there's really not many other players. So maybe we'll get into it a little bit with some of the running backs and wide receivers out there. Try to find our, the new Alvin Kamara of this year. See if we could hit on that again. It'd be kind of nice if we could. So, all right. I think that's going to do it. We will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>